0: Hello everyone, welcome to part two of the interviewing series that we've got uh, lined up for you guys to get to know myself and Laura. Last time we had Laura interviewing me with some crazy questions, I don't know where you came up with them. The that spot, was some crazy stuff, <laughs> but um, yeah, so this week I'm going to be paying back the favor and I hope she has <laughs> as much joy as I did in recording that. Alright so let's get started into it. So pretty much i think what the we we could probably start with your background where is it that you come from
1: (laughs) where is the land that i'm from (laughs) where is this place um i'm originally from pasto colombia so that pasto is a city located in in the southwest of colombia it's two hours um, away from the border of ecuador so the city where I'm from is like surrounded by mountains. We actually have the most active volcano in South Colombia. So I'm from a very um exotic and just beautiful place. Sounds Pretty cold there. Incredible,
0: yeah. Has has mm. have you ever seen a volcano erupting? Like is that does Yeah, that
1: yeah, it has erupted actually. But it's not like explosion of lava. Yeah.
0: yeah I have yeah. never seen
1: that. But there was like just dust and yeah it was ash like and stuff that sort oh, that's sort of thing. yeah and then what and happens like,
0: like do maybe. they do they clear the town or
1: yeah well you, there's like um evacuation process sort of thing and like you have to leave buildings and like you, if it's like the if the ash is like actually falling um you have to gather everyone in like uh a space with like shelter and like coverage so people don't obviously get that on their on them so
0: from pasto colombia to australia tell us a bit more about that journey how did that happen
1: well, um, my parents always encouraged me and my brother to learn a second language, to sort of like go out to explore the opportunities we had. Um, they just thought it was really valuable for us to know two languages and to sort of like explore the world and like different cultures. They thought that that would really like benefit us for, for our development as, as people. So when I was in grade um, 11, or like even before that, I wanted to learn a second language, I, I saw the benefits from it, and I saw how much fun my brother was having in Australia in particular, and how exciting that experience of like, I guess, um, living home sort of was, because <laughs> obviously it's not like exciting, but it's it opened so many opportunities. Um, so yeah, I, I felt like the motivation, and I wanted to, to give it a go. Um, so that's the reason why I migrated to Australia to learn English mainly.
0: <laughs> wow, and yeah. then ended up learning so much more. But uh, I, I mean, I'm just curious to know, was that something that you felt was that the the push to move to a different country and learn uh, was that something that you agreed with or at the time it was just something your parents wanted you to do so you were like, let me try this out.
1: Um, I feel like I always wanted to do it, yeah um i so the year when i moved to australia um my dad and my grandma died uh my mom's mother so it was sort of like like we had already planned that with my parents and and i was very happy just excited and and i always felt fortunate to have the opportunity to migrate to a different country so young and and i saw that some of my friends uh, back home had done it uh while they were in school so i saw how um just fun and adventurous that was like just exploring another side um of the earth and and just getting to know different people i i was always very interested to um sort of like go on on a similar experience so yes i i i wanted to do it and then because um it was a pretty tough year like Emotionally it sort of like helped me um, have some hope for change in my life and just to pursue more opportunities and sort of like It helped me just change the sceneries.
0: Okay, that yeah, that's so you're wide-eyed and full of excitement Happy to see the world (laughs) What was your biggest I guess fear in in terms of like you were what 17 at the time?
1: Yeah, I was 17 yeah, Yeah, so I think probably at the time would have been like just traveling um, on my own, you know, because I had never caught a plane for 24 hours, though. <laughs> well, it's, it's a really yeah, long flight. Yeah, it's like that. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, because Australia is so far. But obviously, like, I was really scared of, like, starting from zero, like, not knowing anyone. Um, I was fortunate that my brother was uh, already in Australia with um, his wife. They made me feel part of their family always, like, from day one. They even, like, went and picked me up. So it felt really nice to, to come to a different... Um, country and and have that family support still there, um, so I think yeah the most challenging and scary bit was just like coming here. That must have been jumping it. on like a plane. Could have done
0: that. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> crazy.
1: But okay, so you came
0: here. Uh, you came here primarily to learn English. I mean, yeah, safe well, to say I you nailed that. But
1: how did you uh, end up then in engineering? Like, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, I, so when I was in school, I was always interested in like mathematics and like physics, my numerical skills, as we know, were in like the topmost, or like they were in like the greatest, but I was always interested. Like, um, my dad had like a big influence. He, he spoke about engineering careers, um, to me in the past and, and he was an engineer himself. So I feel like having that exposure to science and just. Inventions was really um life changing for me. Like, it helped me make a decision. And when I came to Australia, I sort of figured it out because I was paying attention to all the infrastructure in the city of Brisbane. Like, I was actually paying attention to the highways, the the way the bridges were built or like supported. Really weird, but I don't know. It's just like it caught my attention. Stone water systems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stone water systems really caught my attention. Like, I saw that the water was flowing. Um, dif- like differently on the roads. I I know it sounds nerdy, but I I actually so yeah, that's over fascinating. Like
0: it, on no roads. one thinks of, <laughs> of looking at the well. It wasn't drainage system when it's raining. So like, <laughs> what's it like back home that made you you more inclined to look at?
1: I think um, there was. It's it's not that I'm saying that in in Colombia we didn't have these things, but it was just more advanced. It was like technology and like the way roads were built like I come from a city like we have probably like 500,000 inhabitants um the infrastructure is different like we we don't have highways um around like the city you know like in here you you can jump on a highway anyway sort of thing would Uh, you say
0: that the influence sorry uh would you say the influence came primarily through your dad exposing you to to science yeah yeah I think so
1: yeah so funny story okay i'm just gonna share this because i think it gives a lot of context in colombia the curriculum for um schools is pretty different like you have like 12 compulsory subjects like you don't get to pick what you want to do um whereas in here i think you you can pick like if you wanted to do psychology you could um which is really cool but in colombia you have like your basic um compulsory subjects and i was interested in like chemistry uh physics mathematics um I don't know, I really enjoy the classes. Um, my dad was an engineer himself. And any time that I had any questions related to physics or algebra, I would come to him. I remember that he bought this like massive whiteboard. And he put it like, he, he put it up on his office on the wall. And he was like, okay, I'm going to teach you. He actually did that just to teach me. So, so nice like of him, like super nice. That's a beautiful memory that I have. (laughs) He wasn't the most patient person. Like he would get a little bit frustrated at the fact that I didn't understand algebra. And I remember that. That was sort of like my introduction to science, you know. (laughs) I remember him like, he was pretty much like, this is just an example. Obviously, this is not literally what happened, but he would be like, so loud. What is two plus two? And I'll be like, and he'll be like, No, Laura Sofia is not three. <laughs> so he would actually get pretty mad. Ah, uh, good memories. <laughs> but um yeah, he influ- like his influence played a big role because I think after all those lessons he sort of like wanted me to appreciate that science and mathematics and physics weren't hard. And yeah, mom was always more in the writing or analytical, like politics sort of like side or like human rights. So I was exposed to different, um, I guess, subjects from both like ends. So it was like science, and then my mom was a little bit more, more like, focus on social work and like human rights. That and explains stuff your like that.
0: interest in psychology, and yeah, I mean yeah, more on that later. Yeah, we later, could but say that. <laughs> it's so incredible, just because like we're, we're going to talk about this more, but we talked about it in our last session as well, where, you know, exposure to STEM for younger girls especially is what makes them being a or more open to entering that field
1: later on and you're yeah, literally
0: yeah. a prime example <laughs> of that
1: yeah 100% so that was before a teacher had made that comment actually everything happened before then and I remember that when I was in grade 10 um, yeah that was pretty much when, when the teacher probably made that comment and I was like oh maybe yes I should like pursue my artistic sort of side like photography, media and communication so that's when I was like a little bit un- like unsure, I wasn't committed to one industry yet but uh came to australia and i was like probably i have I've, I've always had this in my head might as well just follow it and yeah, at the time TEP was offering that course that made it easier for me to sort of like study um like a higher education sort of course because you go, going to uni in in australia is really expensive as an international student so i was sort of like um i was looking for a high quality course like higher education type of course and and that was really good because it taught me really good the skills that I use until today
0: yeah so like what were you
1: um, that was in your first year coming here was it um well I finished my English course in 2016 um, in I think it was in June or like late May and I enrolled and I started at TAFE in July
0: yeah and then how soon
1: after that were you already working in the industry um, one year after that. So I started in two thousand and sixteen and then one year later in two thousand and seventeen I was already starting as a civil engineering technician. It was actually That really is funny, insane. That Tell us a bit about that, that story. Was, yeah. yeah. And I want <laughs> the viewers to hear this. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's such a like it's a it's a good story. So basically, um whilst I was studying at Tave, I was working as a waitress. I remember that my manager at the time, he he shared with me that um, I think in the past he had been like a recruiter for engineering firms um, and he had some contacts in the infrastructure and like development industry sort of thing. He helped me to build my CV and to make it look professional. Then after that, he was like, yeah, I have some contacts, like let me know if you need anything sort of thing. And eventually I remember that he was like, hey, Lau, like we have this soccer game at the recruiting company um, are playing and I think it would be very good if you came and play with us. But my understanding was that I was going to be playing with, like, I don't know, like, in a sort of, like, a mixed kind of team. But when I show up there, I was pretty much playing. I, I think I was the only girl. And I was playing with, like, <laughs> all these guys um, that were obviously older than me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so intimidating. At the end, we, like, lost because I was, like, a bad goalkeeper. But I tried my <laughs> best. And uh, <laughs> I try my best to be a good goalkeeper. But it was a tough game. Um And I remember that at the end, we went back to to the bar where we worked. And then I sat down with the recruiter and he was like, oh, I actually think I know someone that is looking for um, a drafts person. And I was like, amazing. Like, I just gave him my CV and like gave him my contacts. And I literally left without any expectations whatsoever. Like, to me, I was like, great. Like, I just made myself get out of my comfort zone sort of thing. Then like, I'm not joking, like two weeks later, perhaps less. Um, I got a call from Arab, and they were like oh we're looking for a civil engineering technician like that has zero experience in the industry Um, would you like to come to for a chat and I was like oh my god yes but I had zero idea of what the organization was and what it was about they they asked me if I knew and I was like no I've never heard of them but little did I know that it was like a must (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's <laughs> for <laughs> anyone listening who's unaware, like that's not a small deal to, c- and to come out of a soccer game. I know. What,
1: top I know. 20
0: <laughs> engineering firms in the world.
1: <laughs> I know. And <laughs> yeah, I love oh my man. time there. I got to yeah. meet you there, and I'm going to be very, very grateful for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and obviously for okay. all the projects and all the skills land, of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, w- then would you say um, that, like, how much would you attribute that, I suppose, to your? you know, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, A, there is that, but then yeah. there must be, like, a big role to play of, of having a mentor. Like, we can say that yeah. your old boss... Yeah, was my my old mentor. boss. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He was, he was indeed. And I remember that he was... He was probably the most caring boss that I had in the hospitality industry. Like, he actually cared about his staff and he would help not only me, like, he would help everyone. He he would be happy to sort of, like, collaborate um with his team to sort of, like make them progress in whatever fields they wanted regardless if that meant that he had to let go some really amazing staff members you know and I really admire that and I um yeah I just really admire that so like now
0: that you you know you you see the benefit of having a mentor do you actively
1: seek out mentors in the different companies that you've worked at Mm-hmm. I think um the person who interviewed me first for my position at Arab, I would consider him a mentor in my professional career. Like he is a really good professional and he's very, like he's a specialist in what he does and he has his own firm and he's come so far. And he has provided me with really good insight about what the industry is about, but also like professional tips and advices when like making big decisions, like when leaving companies. I always come to him uh, for advice because I know he's been there probably or if he hasn't, he can give me like a neutral perspective based on what I have told him that I'm interested in, like pursuing in my career. So definitely I would recommend like a mentorship program. And even if it's just not for your professional development, I feel like having someone that is a professional advising you and giving you a neutral pers- perception um, of, of the world or like of your problems, Quotation mark because yeah. you know. something objective. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's really good. It it helps you understand things from a different point of view, and and I feel like that's important. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Um. That's if we can, I suppose, in line, but a bit off topic. What would you say mm-hmm. in, when you first got into engineering was like your biggest like like uh, surprise that was involved yeah. in this field?
1: Great question, Sokan, Really hard the ones on this board, but um. I had some some of like some exposure to what the engineering industry was going to be like um, when I started my course at TAFE um, I was pretty much I think we were four women in total um, of like a 30 people class <laughs> don't really remember very well but I think we were only like four women uh, at least starting full- time and I just straight away I noticed that we were a minority but when I came into the industry it was a little bit more refreshing because I like I could see women in the office there were many different female professionals um and they were all killing it they were like leaders and um in like high positions and they were very respected and there were many of them that were part of like committees to sort of like help retain her women at least at the company so it was quite refreshing in that sense but um I obviously also realized that people in engineering were um like had different hobbies people were interested into gardening uh into music into cars it, it was it was good it was not just like everyone talking about work or just like purely technical stuff
0: no oh, that's awesome so 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 you would be saying, I guess, that it ended up being a lot more human than you expected, in a sense. Yes,
1: I would say it ended up being more human than expected. I'm going to put my voice. <laughs> Which
0: is freaking sick. Like, <laughs> that is super cool. And I think that will. that's pretty much what we're trying to send the message out here is that, you know, it's not as robotic as people might be imagining it Not to at be. all.
1: No, no. It but felt really good. Like, as soon as you're getting to the office, like, people... I feel like collaboration is a massive thing and and you do get exposed when you um like go to university or TAFE in my instance um but working in a team is pretty much the most important thing or like the most important skill that you are going to develop um in the engineering industry um everything is done everything is done with a team and I feel like if you support like if young professionals are supported by senior leaders or like senior professionals it's so much more nicer and less stressful it's like it allows you to actually enjoy their learning experience and then you have a reference point so yeah everyone is trying to help each other to achieve the best results because at the end of the day people when when people are delivering work is not the individual it's the company so it's like a collective so there's no reason why you should just be selfish and not help others. So it, it was more human than I thought.
0: Now, I really like that you talked about, you know, getting exposed. Um, and I feel like that's a general theme for your whole story that you've been sharing so far. So I think what I'm really curious to know, and I'm sh- hoping, you know, this is a value to the listeners as well, but what would be like your core values that you say that that push you to to go out and get this exposure, ir- irrespective of how uncomfortable it's making you seem, you feel.
1: <laughs> My core values when I was working, oh, what do you mean?
0: Just your core values in life that have you know that drive you, that make you to even now that that drive you to be this amazing um, person. I yeah. think
1: I, when it comes to like values, I feel like there are so many that are part of of a person's identity or like a person's life. Um, but I, I think if I was to sum up to my five um, most important values, I think um, definitely dedication and hard work. Um, I feel like honesty and authenticity. I'm mentioning two, lol, in one. <laughs> this is great. Um, consistency. <laughs> oh, consistency is also another one <laughs> that I actually think is really important. Um uh and obviously honesty and responsibility. I feel like responsibility is the biggest one and it's one that life keeps it's like that lesson that life keeps teaching me in any shape or form like in any aspect of my life responsibility is such a big value that we all have to have and i feel like people sometimes don't understand the sense of it like the extent of the word like it's not just like being responsible of like yeah i did my homework today no it's actually being (laughs) responsible in the sense of like okay i'm gonna take accountability for my life and for my rules you know i i want to live the life i want and i am the only person who can change things and who can make um changes long change things and make changes <laughs> but you know <laughs> you get the gist of you it you say
0: life keeps teaching you this lesson yeah sorry yeah you say life keeps teaching you this lesson give us give us an example oh I, I just
1: feel like you know like recently um, yeah <laughs> I just feel like I think I was exposed to like responsibility in 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 this sense from a young age I'll just go to when my dad passed away for example I was obviously not like it was not my fault that something like this had happened to me to a 17 year old like i could have seen it as like oh wow like life is like he hates me like what the fuck like this is shit but instead of having that approach obviously it sucked it was really really hard for me and for my whole family like losing family members and like grief is really difficult but i feel i was responsible then to have made the choice of continuing to live a life that was gonna you know um be fulfilling like I um I made the decision to to wake up every day and keep on moving and working on my dreams and focusing on me and the family members that I still had in my life I, I made the decision to be present and to be grateful for another day on earth and I think sometimes we just unfortunately there's days that I'm like that things like you know no no as VR's gonna happen to me when I was 17 but there's like times that I am like Why did this happen to me? And I'm like, no, that's not the good mindset that I have learned throughout time. It's how can I learn from this and what are the lessons here for me? Or like even when a small problem presents itself to me, I'm like, okay, is there anything I can do to change this? If so, I'll do it. If there is not, I'll be like, okay, I just can't do anything about it. I just have to move on sort of thing. And I feel like people sometimes get fixated in the fact of like, okay, this is shit. Like life is too shit. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it better. <laughs> no, that
0: means, yeah, yeah, and that goes towards your dedication and consistency. Yeah, and I think about. it's a
1: lesson that we are all learning every day, every day. And it's just like, it's like life keeps throwing these things at you, but then you, you, you just have to, you know be able to react positively to change authenticity is another one that i feel like it's so important it's always important to be authentic to yourself and obviously like to respect yourself and to have a better like know the self i actually love that phrase um the more you know yourself and the more you know your limits and your boundaries the better your relationships and your life is going to be
0: yeah and how much i suppose that's a very positive outlook and it's it's really incredible to, to to that's one of the best things about oh, you, I think you. to be honest but how much of that like is your is there external influences that have gotten you there or it like your internal introspection of you read more like is this where does this come from from um
1: well all the interest in psychology <laughs> I I think um I think obviously I have to give a massive credit to my parents and their and their values that I was raised with you know I they made such a big impact on me I feel like I I was brought up with good values and I, I will always be grateful for that but then conditioning is a percentage in your life then you become an adult <laughs> funny because I sometimes don't act like an adult <laughs> um an adult I don't act like an adult, Um, but yeah, I think I have just somehow got influenced by people that I admire, Uh, I see people that are successful, and I wonder, like, why are they doing, because everyone wants to succeed, right, it's just a matter of having, implementing good systems (laughs) to achieve that. And and yeah, I'm, I'm very curious by nature. Like I always wonder, I always like think about things and yeah, curiosity, reading and definitely my family, um, my foundations in my family.
0: Wow. We've got to have him here as well, but okay. This got really, really, I guess, deep and quite heavy. Um, I think if I can
1: ask you a few
0: quick and lighter questions, how do you, how does that
1: sound? Yeah, it sounds good. Sohen. So if not engineering, what would you be doing? i reckon i would be doing um something related with some career to work with people maybe like social work and or like media and communication nice
0: okay and if okay then if you're um if not australia where do you think you would have been
1: i In would have somewhere? gone to canada i would have loved Ooh, to go good there. choice
0: british columbia but amazing yeah
1: closer to home and also beautiful country beautiful people uh but the weather <laughs> i think is too cold and i do love like beach weather the goal weather is the best
0: that was good oh you stole into my next question i was gonna ask you the best part of australia that you feel
1: oh that's a tough one because australia is so beautiful um i think my favorite place here in australia is definitely byron bay <laughs> um i love it i went i a beach samsworth hey <laughs> it is it's because of Zac Efron no I'm kidding Zac Efron yeah. I know you left but come back <laughs> jokes the beaches here in Australia are beautiful all the east coast beaches are beaches. the beaches the beach you know what I mean Sohan. so favorite food my favorite food is oh tough one but I think my favorite food cuisine italian favorite food um burritos lol (laughs) you get the gist
0: (laughs) um okay favorite pastime
1: going on a walk going on a walk actually allows my mind to you know just chill so that's good so outdoor sport or gym what do you like better gym
0: okay so on on a final note thanks so much that was quite a lot of fun last question i would like to leave you with is what have you learned so far in your you know 23 years of lifetime Mm -hmm. that you'd say is the most important thing that you would really like to share with the listeners
1: always surround yourself with a good support network regardless of who it is being your friends your family it's always so important to have people there for you to listen to you and and always it's good to offer that to other people
0: Thanks so much. It's been quite a lot of fun interviewing you. Thank you so I much. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as much as we did. Yes, I really hope so.
1: See ya, everybody.
0: Thanks. All right. Ciao.